0: Hello and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird,
1: And I'm Lisa Fikosek.
0: And today we're talking about planning your job search. It's now January 1st, 2020. Whoa. If you're listening to us on the release date, or if not, it's probably still early in the year. So are are we implying that this is something that tends to take a little bit longer than most people would imagine it does, Lisa? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So a job search is really kind of a journey in and of itself. And as such today, we have some exercises that we're going to walk you through that we actually would love for you if this is your situation to go through with us. So Lisa, why don't you take it from here?
1: For sure. So first of all, 2020, you know, everyone's thinking it's a big deal. And I just want to remind you that it is just another year and it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, exciting that it is 2020, but at the same time, don't, a lot of extra pressure on yourself just because of that if there's stuff that you want to do absolutely go for it but don't feel like this year is the cause of that so just like mike was saying getting a new job takes time and planning for success i know that a lot of times new year's resolutions don't really work but if you write them down and you have a plan of attack and you're actually taking action towards them then they absolutely can work
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so if career planning is on your list this year of something that you would like to do, don't wait. A lot of people are afraid and a lot of clients that I work with, they say, well, I'm not ready right now. And I have to kind of remind people that just because you update your resume doesn't mean you're going to get a job tomorrow. So start, <laughs> taking, <for> sure. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> start taking some small steps that are going to get you moving towards that because keep in mind that once you do start putting resumes out, it can take upwards of three to six months to actually get that next job. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to transition by the summer, now is a great place to start. Yeah. What we're going to do today is talk about some exercises around goal setting. Uh, and then we're also going to give you some ideas for activities that you can start doing right away and plug into your goal setting process and take some action steps. So our first exercise is going to be thinking about what you want out of this year. So if we were to check in with you next January 1st and say, what have you accomplished this year? I want you to just think about what that looks like. Where do you want to be? What job do you want to have? Where do you want to be in your business or in your promotional path? Whatever that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Take a piece of paper or on your computer, open up a Word document and just write a couple of headings. So the first heading is one year. The next heading is six months. The next heading is one month and the next heading is tomorrow. So as we're going through this, feel free to pause this podcast as you need to, and think about where it is that you would like to be one year from now.
0: And just one last little thing to add and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Lisa, a lot of the times these kinds of visioning exercises are most effective when they're actually written in the present tense. Is that your experience too? Absolutely. So if you were to actually go out and envision what's happening happening in a year from now, what's going on in your life so that you can actually imagine yourself in that moment living it. So, so
1: an example of that would be.
0: Yeah. So like instead of saying I will be uh, promoted to a manager position in my current company, like I am now a manager of this in my current company. That's. great. Right an example I can give there. Perfect. So we'll give you guys a moment to sort of flesh that one out and we'll be right back.
1: Okay, so the next thing that you wanna think about now that you have the vision of where you wanna be a year from now is what's it gonna take to get you there? So what needs to be done over the next 12 months in order for you to achieve that? And we wanna break this down next into the six month phase. So if we were to check in with you, half a year from now, where would you be in this process? Would you be giving your notice? Would you be starting your business? Would you, whatever that looks like for you, that's gonna be a halfway step to reaching that that full one-year goal.
0: Cool, I got it, Lisa. I know exactly what I'm doing in six months.
1: Awesome. So the next one is one month. And this is a little bit of a shorter term goal to say, what do I need to start doing over the next month to make that six month goal a reality? So who do I need to be talking to? What activities do I need to be doing? What skills do I need to be improving upon? And these are things that as you start to break them down into smaller tasks, it seems like a much more manageable goal to reach Mm -hmm. that, that 12 month goal or that one year goal.
0: A month is a long time. If you actually use it wisely, it can be a a time. I mean, People write books or most of like an entire book in a month. Certainly your job search can advance pretty quickly. There's all kinds of things that can be done in a month. Don't underestimate the value of this time.
1: Absolutely. So what can you start doing tomorrow? What are some of the things that you would like to start building habits that you would like to have that you can take small steps on and be really realistic about it? So if tomorrow and it doesn't have to be actually tomorrow, it just could be within the next couple of days, mm-hmm. but you can set some goals for yourself to say, I would like to sit down and spend one hour reviewing my resume. Um, and often that first step can really give you the momentum that you need to continue moving forward on a lot of the other things that you want to accomplish.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Actually writing out your task list as sort of an actually productive activity, not just saying like, you know, I'm going to review my resume as you put it, right? You're more specific, taking an hour, really looking through it. Maybe you've written a new first draft of a new resume, brought it up to speed, or again, another specific thing, you have a resume written and you want to get it in front of three different people to get their insights on it. Actually mapping out a a task that you can go ahead and complete instead of just sort of vaguely saying work on resume.
1: Exactly. That that
0: tends to not actually create a lot of action.
1: Exactly. And it goes back to those smart goals that we've all learned either in school or at work where you want it to be very specific. You want to be able to say, did I achieve this? What are my measures of success? You want to give it a deadline. So if that, if you want to do that by the end of the weekend, you say, I want to have spent an hour, updating my resume by Sunday, Mm -hmm. that's how you're going to actually take action instead of just the vague goals that you've set otherwise.
0: Yeah.
1: And is it realistic? Because sometimes, and I I do this on a weekly basis, I'll check out my week, see what's going on. If I have a super busy week, it's not realistic for me to completely overhaul my website. So Mm. understanding what is going to work for me within that week and then adjusting my goals based on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You'll avoid a lot of disappointment and just sort of that negative feeling of, I guess it's shame really when you feel like you've sold yourself short on something, but really there were a whole bunch of other things that were maybe even out of your control in terms of your being unable to complete the the goal of that day or that week or that month. For sure. Yeah.
1: And there's also something to be said for, Following through on things that you've set out for yourself. So being able to trust yourself to get things done. Mm -hmm. Once you complete a few of the tasks, you start to build confidence in yourself that you're going to do what you say that you're going to do. And it's, you know, it's kind of similar to the way that you're building trust with a manager or a coworker, but you're now building trust with yourself because if you always tell yourself that you're going to do something and you don't setting goals, isn't really going to get you anywhere.
0: No, exactly. You're, you're proving to yourself what you can do as you do it. And I know there's like a really famous line. It was made famous by, uh, I want to say it's William McRaven. He's like a U.S. retired admiral or something or naval commander who said like, like his, in his book, it's about making your bed every day because it's that one small win, that small completed task that leads to the momentum of completing other tasks. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Make your bed.
1: That sounds great.
0: Yeah. Even if you haven't, even if you don't go forward to complete the rest of your goals for that day, you can come home and go to bed at night in a bed that's made.
1: Yeah, that's very true. One of the other things that as you're going through this goal setting exercise is to really think about why are these goals important to you? If you can tie your, your why back to Mm -hmm. why you want to do this, it can be a really good motivator for you to get moving. So for example, if you want to get a promotion, why do you want to get a promotion? Is it because the, the increased money is going to allow you to, to spend more time with your family going mm-hmm. on trips? Is it because you enjoy a different level of responsibility or you want, you want to challenge yourself in a different way in the coming year? Um, those are all things that you can go back to because setting goals is a constant, it's not a battle, but it's a constant effort.
0: Yeah, it's a process.
1: It's a process. And so continuing to keep yourself motivated, you're not going to be motivated every single day of the year. No. So no. if you can go back to your why and why you want to do something and your purpose for doing something, it can really help you to find that that motivation back. Or, and if you don't have the motivation, at least it'll help you to have the discipline to move forward.
0: Yeah, when I, I totally agree with you. And, and to add to that, when I get into goal-setting workshops with people, I refer to it as emotional buy-in. Right, talking about the why. If there isn't a feeling attached to the goal that really excites you, then like, what, what's the point of the goal? Like, why are you really trying to go in this direction that clearly doesn't really energize you? If you take a, a step back and say, does this, does this make me feel the way I think it's is this going to make me feel the way I want to feel going forward? Because if it doesn't, you're not really going to have that. Your, your motivation challenge is going to be even that much greater uh, on days when you just feel like you can't create anything.
1: For sure. We are now going to get into some areas that you can focus on in terms of making this job progression a reality. The first thing that can be extremely helpful, and it, this ties back to that purpose statement, is really figuring out, why this is going to make you happy and Mm -hmm. figuring out what is going to make you happy. If you think about the, the one year goal that you've set for yourself, when you think about a bigger picture, is that leading you to what it is that you really want out of your career in five years from now, if you continue down that path, are you going to be happy? Hmm. And if the answer is yes, then great. If the answer is no, it might be time to really get clear on your values, your motivations, your interests, and try to build a career that is going to really make you look back on these five years and feel like they were worth it.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: The next thing that we've already talked about is to update your resume to align with that. So whatever job that it is that you want next, make sure that you're tailoring your experiences in your resume, to show that and not just what you've done, but also how it can help you to move forward. So there's a lot of transferable skills that most of us have that are very easy to word in a way that shows mm-hmm. that they're going to also be valuable to our future employer. Yeah. I'll just use myself as an example. I did a lot of budgeting in the past. And so what that meant was an attention to detail, ability to problem solve, uh, ability to see the bigger picture and all these things. Can really help me as a coach now as i'm working with clients
0: yeah understanding how you can take all of your past experiences with you forward into your new goals
1: for sure and it can be sometimes difficult to do that if you're transitioning into something new but take a look at it and say outside of the specific task that i was actually performing what was the benefit to the company that i was mm. working with
0: yeah benefits are what ultimately get people to move on anything it's never just We never sell the feature. We sell the benefit of whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's us, an idea, someone selling us a car, whatever benefits are key.
1: And a lot of people joke about resumes being, you know, if you did data entry, you put that on your resume as, uh, help set a company up for increased analytics. And, you know, there's ways of of wording that.
0: I like that. (laughs)
1: But there's, you know, that is the value that is why you're doing it. The purpose of data entry is not to enter data, it's to (laughs) allow people to make better decisions.
0: That adds a lot of meaning. I feel like to a job that a lot of people might say, Ooh, boring, but no, I mean, you just have to take a step back and say, what's the bigger picture here.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the next step is to, now you've got your resume updated is to update your LinkedIn. We have a really great episode on this with Janice Porter.
0: Yeah. Episode 10.
1: So if you want to go back and listen to her tips about how to update your resume, this is a great place to do that. And I won't go into too much detail because there's so much uh, great information in that episode.
0: Yeah. She was fantastic.
1: Perfect. So then the next one is start networking. And this is something that you may have already started doing over the holidays, but now you can start to really target and create a list of people that you would like to talk to or events that you would like to go to. So think about who it is that you look up to think about what it is that you're interested in learning. And this can go back to our previous episode, uh, with Stacy Pollock about informational interviews Yeah, that can really be utilized.
0: That's episode five. Yeah. That was an incredible, uh, opportunity for us to learn from somebody who's really carved out her own career from informational interviews and now does a lot of work helping people with that. Um, so definitely encourage you to check that one out.
1: And along with that, just get outside of your comfort zone. So do stuff that makes you feel happy, do stuff that you wouldn't necessarily always do. Uh, somebody once told me that they were interested in, in a job. And so they reached out to somebody and asked if they could shadow that job for a day, which if you just think about it, you might think, oh, they're not going to let me do that, but you Hmm. won't know until you ask.
0: Yeah. You'd be surprised what people will say yes to if you come at it with a very, you know, be authentic, be true. You're not there to manipulate anybody. I mean, that was kind of the, the vibe that I felt when asking Rochelle Moulton, who was just on our show to cap off 2019. Like I, uh, I was like, well, what, why would she come onto our show? And what do you know? We asked the question, She says yes, and she's been very generous uh, with her time. So go out, ask questions.
1: Exactly. Go out, ask questions, and do things that even just make you happy because sometimes when you're doing something that inspires you or lifts you up, your brain goes into a different creative mode and you're Mm -hmm. able to see opportunities that you might not have seen before. Totally. What else would you like to add to this, Mike?
0: Yeah, so I mean just like around the mindset of – going out and looking for a job, right? This is something that can be very taxing for some people that if it's a long process or it involves steps that people aren't really a huge fan of, there's lots of folks out there that aren't a huge fan of interviewing, obviously, uh, and being in front of others, the actual, uh, just the grind of going out and meeting a whole bunch of different people. So I think just sort of making sure that we don't get too caught up in terms of if there are some rough days in our, in our search where we feel like we're not making a whole lot of progress, those will be surrounded by bookended by days where we take huge breakthrough steps forward and you just have to keep going. Otherwise those steps never come. So really key mindset thing there. We could talk a little bit about the idea of sort of having either like a pipeline or a CRM or some sort of an outreach list in place, just in terms of like a tactic for kind of guiding our um, our efforts in looking for a job. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, going out and really putting it down somewhere in writing, here is a list of people that I would like to get in contact with. Maybe you know them already. It's been a while since you last spoke to them. Um, maybe there's a bunch of new people out there that you'd like to connect with in companies that are interesting to you. Can you set yourself up with a schedule? Maybe it's one outreach a day. Maybe it's three, maybe it's five or 10. If you can afford that much time. I mean, if you have just lost your job, I mean, you could probably easily do 10 with the the time that you've got now. Find a rate of outreach that makes the most sense for your situation and go from there. That's something that anyone who's been in sales will probably understand naturally. But if you haven't ever sort of created that, that pipeline, Uh, construct in your life, this is a great skill for you to build because it, it gets you into a routine where you're taking regular action towards the, the overall overarching objective, which is find a new job. Great. I mean, the other thing that comes to mind is just, you're going to be building new habits. Um, and these habits will get stronger over time and the more involved you are with them. So, I mean, like a daily habit, like, let's, let's look at, Everyone here, I'm sure, brushes their teeth. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most people brush their teeth at least once, probably twice a day. If you don't, that's okay, no judgment. I'm just saying you've, you you probably do something to try and take care of your teeth, right? And that's something you do every single day. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to think about it. It's just something that you know you're about to go out for the day or you're about to go to bed at night, and your day naturally includes brushing your teeth. It's the same thing with something like going out and doing outreach or sending in your resume on a job application. The more you do it, the better it becomes, the better integrated it becomes with your life.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's almost like it becomes a non-negotiable.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like brushing your teeth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You have to do it every day or else you're not feeling complete.
0: Yeah. I had a little bit of judgment on that comment from me, by the way just in case anyone caught that there was some judgment there. (laughs) Cool. I mean, those are the two big ones that I've got, I guess, tactically, when you actually start to make progress on your job search and you get into interviews, now, all of a sudden you kind of have to have a bit of a plan for, you know, if you are currently working, how can you, how can you get this interview to fit in with your current schedule? Right. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. That can be really tricky if you're, you know, normally confined to confined, it sounds really rough, but if you're stuck in a place sort of nine to five and you can't really get away from it to go to an in-person interview, is there an an alternative that you can create there? Can it be done virtually? Can you work virtually? Can you do your interview at a different time? There's a whole bunch of ways around it, but that's a strategy that you need to kind of give a little bit of thought to um, because it can be, not always cut and dried and simple,
1: for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah that's I don't a good point. I don't know if you've had any experience with that, but it's it can be it can be a little challenging.
1: Absolutely, there it it can also feel dishonest. Yes. I remember feeling that way sure. when I was in that process. I found that for me, and everybody's different. So, however you end up doing it, it it's whatever works for you, but the times that I felt most genuine and authentic and comfortable was when Mm I had had a conversation with my manager already to say, this job is no longer working for me. And so I'm thinking about continuing forward. And with the manager that I had that relationship with where I could have those conversations, it was good for both of us because she could start planning how she was going to look for somebody Mm -hmm. and I felt less guilty leaving, but that's not everybody's reality. You know, for some people, if they mention something to their manager, they may worry about getting booted out before they actually find a job.
0: Yeah, which really just sort of reinforces probably your decision to want to leave and find something else. If the the level of trust is so low that that's, it is possible and it does happen, but it also can kind of validate you in terms of your efforts to be looking elsewhere.
1: Yeah, but I also found that a lot of companies were open to having early morning. So if I went in and met them at eight, And then was able to get to work after or Mm -hmm. take a personal day and do a a few interviews at once. That was always a good tactic as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of creative ways of getting it done, but it's something that you don't, you want to have a little bit of an idea or a basic strategy in mind for when that phase of the search process comes around and it will come around for you.
1: For sure. The last piece that I would just like to talk about is uh, taking stock of your skills. So Mm -hmm. if your goal in one year is to get a promotion, what is it that you need to do within this year? What skills do you need to gain and how are you going to gain those skills? Yeah. So whether it's a course, whether it's books, um, whatever that might look like for you, or even just asking for additional responsibility at work. Because a lot of times if you're going for a promotion, your manager will be involved in that discussion as well. So Mm -hmm. saying, you know, I would really love... I would love to be a manager by next year. Where do you see gaps or where can I improve and how can I start incorporating that into my day-to-day job?
0: Yeah. When it comes to applying that to the job search nowadays, you can go onto LinkedIn and you can actually see on a job posting, right? It often lists like the 10 top skills or whatever that are required for that job posting. And if you've got five or six of them out of 10, great. First of all, you should almost certainly be applying for the job if it's remotely interesting to you. It sounds like you're pretty qualified already, but then the rest of the list that's not covered off by your profile, like that's really almost a ready-made uh list of of tasks for you in terms of new material that you can learn and start getting to work on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it could be fun, too. It could yeah. be there can be events or workshops that you can go to to start learning and you never know a connection might be made there too when you're Absolutely. exploring that.
0: Yeah. The more, the more you do in this area and it's, it's the same thing in, in business, right? Like the more actions that you take that get you talking about the work that you're doing or the job you're trying to pursue, the more likely it is that you're going to actually be on a path to getting it to come to fruition. I don't want to say, some people might say it manifests itself. I don't know if I, I'm totally in that vocabulary, but like the more you talk about it, the more opportunities can come as a result of you being honest and authentic with, with your pursuit of it.
1: For sure. And one of our future episodes, we're going to talk about personal marketing or Mm -hmm. your personal brand. And so this is another thing that plays really well into that next phase of really selling yourself.
0: Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. Cool. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Is that is that good yeah, for you? Definitely. Okay, cool. Well, hey, hopefully this starts you off on a great beginning to a new decade. Like we said, it's just another year. It's just another decade. As always, it's what you make of it that's important. So for the Career Builders podcast, I'm Mike Bird.
1: I'm Lisa Pakosik.
0: And we hope you'll join us again soon. Bye for now.